0: Good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. We, my name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is November 14th, 2022. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, uh, and we're going to be on page 42, the first paragraph uh, that starts, uh, with two members of Alcoholics Anonymous and runs through that I could do the job myself. It's so one paragraph only. Today's readers are um, Lee H. Uh, for the steps, Barb uh, W. for the traditions, Nancy R., Lisa B., Darlene H. Uh, for the texts, uh, the newcomer grader, Shanna C., and the second-hour host is Roz, Roz G., Thanks everybody for their services. Uh Janice PM will be doing the announcements. Um the OA <clears throat> the reference numbers. Oh, that's an important thing. The reference numbers for yesterday's meeting is uh nineteen thousand six hundred and thirty six. Um, the uh, uh At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now gonna ask Lee H. to read the 12 steps. Lee?
1: Thanks, Craig. This is Lee H. in California. Here are the steps we took. Number one, the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory. When we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcohol. Compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service.
0: Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to ask uh, Barb W. to read the 12 traditions.
1: Good
2: morning. Barb W. gracefully recovered in Illinois. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before our personalities.
3: Thanks for your service.
0: Thanks, Barb, appreciate your service. All right, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery and for readers of six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted like that. Today we resume our study on, of the Big Book uh, on page 42. Uh, somebody is unmuted. Uh, we resume our study of the, on the Big Book on page 42. The first paragraph that starts two members of two members of Alcoholics Anonymous and runs through that I could do the job myself, reading one paragraph only. Uh, I'm I'm now going to ask Nancy R. to begin reading. Nancy?
4: Star one, Nancy. Good morning.
5: Um, This is Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater two of the members of Alcoholics Anonymous came to see me. They grinned, which I didn't like so much, and then asked me if I thought myself alcoholic and if I were really licked this time. I had to concede both propositions. They piled on me heaps of evidence to the effect that an alcoholic mentality, such as I had exhibited in Washington,
4: was a hopeless condition. They cited cases out of their own. We
6: can't
0: hear you. Right, Nancy, I think we all got muted. Uh, if you want to uh, press star one, to unmute yourself.
5: Hi. Am I back? Right. You're back. Okay, great. The um, uh, phrase I have underlined is, asked me if I thought myself alcoholic and if I were really licked this time. Um. Thank God. There is that, you know, question. Thank God I've been asked that question. Thank God I've been asked that question over and over and over again, and brought back to the steps, um, which is you know what they're going to start talking to Fred about. But this is such an important part of of my experience, you know, and the experience of surrender, you know, like. I have gone out there many times thinking I could lick this or not caring and just, you know, surrendering to to dying to this disease. And um you know, I had to concede both propositions. I am a uh real compulsive overeater and I really am licked. Um I like this in here where it says they cited cases out of their experience by the dozen. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about program is we all share um, our cases by the dozen. And there are so many, um, you know, uh, there are so many times where I just compulsively binged and overate and and disappeared from my life and was hopeless and not willing to do the work of working these steps and doing what a recovered sponsor asks of me and I am so grateful that I kept coming back as miserable as I was. And God finally gave me the willingness to do the work.
4: And that's all I have. Thanks.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Kind of caught me off guard there. Uh, Thanks for your share. All right. Uh, although we uh, value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day, in order that others might share their experience too. So, who would like to share on this paragraph?
6: Heather E H.
0: Christina J. Melissa C. All right. I, I didn't. It, I didn't...
6: Lea,
4: Melissa,
0: D- Darian. Leah.
4: Melissa J. Darian. Leah S. Here, here's
0: what I have. I have Heather, Melissa, Darian, and Leah.
2: Did you get me, Craig? Christina J.
0: No, I did not. Christina J.
7: Anita J.
4: Anita J.
0: One more. Kelly. I'm missing.
8: Kelly huh? S. Please get Kelly S
0: yeah i did not kelly good morning good morning okay that's uh, all right that's uh that's a good enough list now let's uh let's give it a go heather you're you're up
4: heather you're not you're on you're muted or something star one Okay, can you hear me now, Craig? I can hear you now.
9: Okay, good enough. Thank you. And good morning. Heather E.H. from Texas. They grinned, which I didn't like so much. Now, I've read this over and over and over for years in multiple programs, because I didn't i didn't really come into OA, because it didn't even hit me in the head that I was an overeater, um, I had so much denial until twenty twenty. And um anyway, um but uh further on down I had to concede to to both propositions. Um I I had really hit my bottom in twenty twenty and um, knew I can't do the job myself. And so immediately I went to OA. I called, uh, I called the local OA, and I showed up. Um, no matter what condition I was in, I had just had a stroke, and um, I just knew I was licked. And so a lady, uh, a nice lady, met me there, and um, I just knew I didn't have to be convinced by any two members. And um, Anyway, that's all I'm going to say.
7: Okay, I pass.
4: Okay, thank you for your share, Heather. Next we have
0: Melissa. Melissa C., I believe. Good morning.
10: Hey, good morning, Craig. Yeah, hi, it's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And thanks so much for your service this morning. Um, I'm going to start my timer. So, you know, I've, I've got this um, this really clear picture of this, like this guy's in agony and he's in bed and two people come in and they're smiling, right, they're smiling at him and he's pissed at it because like, you know, he's in pain and I think, you know, why are they smiling? Like, are they sadistic and, and cruel and um you know, when I look at this, like the majority of of the work that we do, you know, we get recovered and then we have a mission. And so I want like as much direction as I can. How am I going to do this mission? And I'm getting really good direction here. And why are they smiling, right? I'm going to get back to that is I think because they have the answer and the solution. And and here's the thing the prerequisite before the solution can even be applied is someone must require the solution and not only require the solution but know that they require the solution like you can't help somebody unless one they have this problem and two they admit and are crushed by it and and so here, what do we do when you know when we meet people in that position, you know when I say we ask them. You know, are you the real deal? Are you a true compulsive overeater? Do you have little control over the amount you eat once you start? And can you stay away on your own power? And the person has to agree to it. And then the next question is, are you done? Like, are you out of options? Are you licked? And and then here's the thing, right? When someone actually agrees if if you look closely at this paragraph, it doesn't say, okay, now give them the food plan and tell them exactly what you're supposed to do. you actually like what it says here is that you actually pile on even more pain. It's like someone says, I'm drowning. You know, I think I'm drowning and you actually like, I don't know, kind of in- make it a little more wavy in there. You know, you kind of like splash around the water a little bit more and, and, make it a little bit more uncomfortable. And the way that I've done that and the way that it was done for me was someone shares their own painful experiences over and over and over and all the things that they tried. And in that position, you know, um, when someone comes at that position, our mission, the goal is to get them to snuff out this flicker that they can swim on their own, that they can do it on their own. And it's like we basically ready people to take the position that they need a life jacket. You know, for me, I needed to know I needed a miracle. I needed an act of providence. And, um, and that's the position that I still take today, you know, that I'm a woman. and um, I'm just going to wrap up. That requires a miracle. And when I take that position, um, you know, each and every day, then the things that I need to do don't sound unreasonable. Um, thanks. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you. Okay, uh, uh, next we have Darian, going to be followed by Leah S. Darian Kay, I think.
11: Yep. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Craig. This is Darian Kay in the is in Massachusetts. Thank you. Um, so grateful to be here covered today and with all of you. Um, you know, as a few people spoke, I just I imagined myself in that <clears throat> pay and way um, room. <laughs> A couple of them, many of them, and um you know the person up the front, wearing the suit and the you know looking all spiffy and having her little pins on her lapel and um trying to tell me uh, um what I needed to do to um or how I needed to eat, really, not to stop the pain but just how to how to eat, you know um and i you know I tried to believe her, but you know, in my mind, I'm like, she's getting paid for this. Of course, she's going to be happy smiling and all dressed up fancy because she's getting paid to do this, you know, at the end of the day. And, um, you know, so there was no way, no, no, like, you know, convincing, really. Um, So when I went to my first OA meeting, I remember it was a huge meeting and tons of people and you know, I looked around, there was no leader, there was no scale, there was no, it was a very strange situation um, coming from where I was. And, um, you know, these people were getting up and and qualifying, if you will, and showing that they belong to this program and telling my story over and over again. And all these heads bobbing, right? Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Um, and we just, you know, we sit there in such agreement um, that we can, really relate to these people that are like us. They are like us and they're not being paid to do this work. They are sharing their pain. That's all they're doing and, and the and then the hope. The hope and the recovery. Um because that was the those were the meetings that I that I went to that I loved going to. You know, when I could walk out of there just feeling the power of this program and the and you know, the the shot in the arm medicine of um you know, being able to, to, you know, in my mind, believe that I had this disease, but also believe in the recovery um, and to do it one day at a time with a sponsor and all the tools and the steps, um, oh, it was just such a gift, such a gift. And it still is today, you know, many, many years later, there was a gift today um, that I am so grateful for that I can relate
4: and that I can also give this away. Um, so thank you and I'll pass.
0: Okay, thank you very much, uh, Darian. Now we have uh, Leah S. followed by Christina J. Leia
3: Thank you so much, Craig, for your service. Thank you, everyone. Um, good morning. My name is Leah S., I'm recovered in Brooklyn, New York, and very grateful today. So, okay, they piled upon me heaps of evidence. To the effect that an alcoholic mentality, wow, the mentality is I could do the job myself, I could do the job myself, so very, very quickly, in this program when I came in uh, that i I found out that i don't have to be intelligent, i don't have to be um, uh, uh, um dumb, I don't have to be anything. I don't have to belong to, 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 to the uh, Weight Watchers Club and I don't have to uh, um, do how many uh, laps I can do and I don't have to win the marathon. This is not what this program is about. This program is about the 12 steps sprinkled plentiful with spirituality. That's what this program is about, and um, if I don't take it very earnestly and really concede to my innermost self that it's not so hard, I'm going to do it step by step. Because it, I can't do it by myself, and i got to do it with all of you. And there are so many people who are recovered, and we can reach out. And if I don't know something, then I can ask, and I can call. But i got to do this work. i got to do this work for my own sake, because everybody is talking about this sanity. And I hear the serenity on this line. I want that. I want that. I don't want to wake up and say, okay, what's going to be on my menu today? When when am I going to finally get it? Get it. Get it. When am I going to say, it's enough. It's enough. And I, I I won't have to wake up with that kind of mentality. I will wake up with the mentality of, oh, my goodness, this is such a gift. Who else can I help with just to to pass along what I have received over here. And what else can I do to 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 help others? It's it's such it's something that um that 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 is um that is not only that is that is a new thought and a new good feeling all over for me, but it's also um, it it's uh, it just maintains me, it sustains me, and it maintains me, and with that I will pass.
0: Good, very good timing, thank you. Uh, next up we have Christina J, and uh, and she's going to be followed by
4: Anita J. Christina. Good morning, everyone. Christina J from the state of North Carolina this morning.
2: Great shares so far, incredible. This is an incredible paragraph, just lovely paragraph. You know, I just have to laugh when they're smiling. Uh, but I want to say that I'm extremely glad that I'm hopeless. I'm extremely glad to find out that I'm without power. That is one of the most important discoveries of my life, that I do not have power. I do not have power to control any situation, and especially not this disease. Why am I happy about that? Because it brings me, it forces me to find something bigger than myself to rely on, to trust in. Something that loves me unconditionally, that cherishes me, that respects me, that has guided me to OA, to a killing addiction, I could not control it just took me into relapse a few weeks ago again and I'm feeling the clarity coming on because it just doesn't take four or five days seven days it takes a while to get the shit out of the system and to begin to feel the connection again to that beating heart of mine where I find the power where I breathe in and out and ask this power to guide my life every day to help me prepare my foods, to let me know when I'm eating too much, to stay away from the murderous voice of the scale. That when I had this relapse, I gained four pounds and I felt horrific. One of my older sponsors said when I called her, "Uh, you're not obese now. You've only gained four (laughs) pounds. But I felt horrid. That scale has, you know, it has a way to control us, like many other things of our disease, behavioral things. But I'm just grateful to be powerless and to be hopeless and to have hope in this program. That's the thing. My only hope is this program that takes me to something bigger than myself. I don't laugh or smile when I hear a suffering, compulsive overeater on the line, crying, lost in the food, unable to get a grip, because they can't get a grip. They've got to get on these steps and get going, so that they can have that awakening in their heart, putting the food down as the first step towards, I don't know, some people say it's the zero step, that step, whatever, but got to get the food down to open up that gateway to the heart. It takes us to the soul. It helps us unbury, as some people say, what is it, Um, discard, discover, whatever, something like that. (laughs) But this is a program of life. This takes you to who you truly are, and then we get to go out and help others. Because what else is there to do? I mean, really, stand on the mountaintop and your new thin body screaming, hey, look at me. I don't think so. No. That's left me. I'm, I, I, I'm in crocs and stretchy pants, even at a
6: weight. <laughs> I don't care about
2: tight jeans and high heels and all that anymore. I want to be comfortable. I know this is off topic a little bit, but anyway, powerless and hopeless has taken me to God. Thank you for letting me share.
0: All right, thank you very much. Next up, we're going to have Anita J, and she'll be followed by Kelly S. Anita.
6: Thank you, Craig, very much for your service. And um, all that shared before, there's so many lines. I'm Anita J, and I'm
4: recovered in. Um, I, Anita, I
0: think, I, think, I, you know. think got, I think you got unmuted, Anita. Thanks for everybody's help. I'm so
6: sorry. I've been so eloquent. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> heard me. I'm so sorry. All right. I'm in Massachusetts and I'm, look, at it shows that I may be recovered, but I still don't know technology. Um, I wanted to say it took me so long to get to where this fellow was, you know, when they both showed up grinning. Um, You know, does he concede now that he's got a problem? Did Anita concede that she had a problem, that she could not fix herself? I came in the doors in 1978. You know, back in the days when I didn't wear glasses, I didn't color my hair. And it wasn't until 2014, February 4th, that I realized I can't have one. And this was, it took that long for me to conceive. I was so close. I never left the meeting, but evidently a closed the mind and sit there forever. I won't learn a doggone thing you know I dial in I. it's very rare that I never missed um, one of our vision meetings because this was the way I got it I had to concede when I heard people all over this country and other countries conceding why can't you Anita and it was the
4: greatest
6: thing it was it took this bridge wasn't that big a bridge, but it was in my mind, and it's just been a wonderful, what now, 14 to, you know, eight and a half years after all those decades of being able to look myself in the eye and say, you know, Anita, you're all right, God loves you, and um, you're in the in-group now, which I always wanted to be, you know, and I never was.
4: And with that, I pass. All right, Anita. Thank
0: you. Um, next up, we have Kelly S. And after Kelly, we're going to take a new list of names. Good morning, Kelly.
8: Good morning, Craig. Um, how are you? It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, and Believe McKee in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hanging with Craig, not really, but... We're close anyway, um so this paragraph <laughs> um, I really love this paragraph, and you know I know people have talked about it these two things you know um that we have to concede um, am I licked and am I a real compulsive overeater, and you know, I've been in these rooms forever, I know you guys know this, and i um I came in you know saying I'm a compulsive overeater but you know, it was, it was easy to admit that, but I, I never truly accepted it. And, and it took me years and years and years to realize this, right, um, because I wasn't done. I thought I was done, right, but I really had not conceded to my innermost self that I really, really was powerless, you know. And without both of those propositions, I'm going to keep, you know, it's like, you know, I've heard people say the only step that we have to do completely and perfectly is step one That's the only one because i have to admit this to myself because why because why am i going to do all this work if if i haven't run out of ideas you know and my sponsor says that and she tells me that to say to sponsors you know when people are looking it's like because the truth is if i think there's still something else that's going to work even another offshoot of oa or some offshoot of another program or some other food plan or some other way, whatever, you know, if I don't, you know, think I'm out of ideas, I'm not going to do all this work because this, this program, these steps, this way of life is work, right? Um, Craig, I'm sure you're timing me. I forgot to set my timer. So you're going to love that you get to say time on me. Um, Anyway. So, you know, it's like, if I, if I think I have power in any way, why am I going to, do these steps to get this higher power right to get this to get this solution that you guys talk about you know i was never i never really thought i was drowning so why am i going to ask for a life preserver you know my sponsors say people but um i'll take a life preserver but can you give it to me in pink you know that was kind of my thing you know it's like i wanted a food pr- a plan that worked for me you know i wanted the program to work for me in my way i had to be completely out of ideas and say See those people smiling. See those lights in their eyes. I want what they have. I want that peace they're talking about. I want to stop struggling. I want that freedom with food. I want to know how to do life different. Tell me what to do. I don't have any more ideas. You know what? Throw me a stupid old life preserver. I don't even care. I want what you have, you know? I, I can't do this anymore. And guess what? It took me decades to get to that because I always thought I had some other little thing I could do if I just did this. You know, and it didn't work. And it always comes down to the thing we always hear on the lines. It has to be about surrender. I have to have my ass beat. I have to be out of ideas. I have to be ready to work this program and work it hard and do what the people who have what I want are doing. That's the thing. The people who come in, they're smiling, they're grins on their faces. That's what really it was. I got on a particular Zoom meeting. I saw these women. Their faces were lit up. They shared my story. They talked about the powerlessness, powerlessness how the disease had beat them down. I'm like, Oh my God, that's me. I mean, yes, I've heard that for years, but I finally had to get to that place where I had run out of ideas. I was ready to do whatever. I didn't care what life preserver tell me I wanted a different way of life. And I was willing to go to any lengths. Oh, thank you so much, Craig. Um, (laughs) you know, it tells us in 58, do I want what you have? And am I willing to go to any lengths to do it? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Craig.
0: All right, thank you. Okay. Next we're ready to take a new list of names. I'm going to remind everybody again that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that you others might share their experience too. And I'm going to remind everybody that we're sharing on page on the taxes on page forty two the first paragraph. Um okay, who would like to who would like to share? Yeah.
4: Where I didn't get a
0: name. I, did, I didn't get one name. Let's start over one at a time, please. David, Anna. I got oh, David.
12: Nancy R. in New York. From Margaret Ella. D. in Georgia.
0: Nancy. Sheila, let me Manette M. All right, let me tell you who I have so far I have. David, Carmella, Nancy R, uh, Margaret D, uh, Elizabeth D, and uh, Annette M.
4: I miss anybody. Well, that's a good lineup of six,
0: I guess. Abby. If I didn't miss Abby. I'll put you on here.
4: Yeah, right. Abby D.
0: Thanks. All right. All right. Well that's uh that's a good list. Let's uh get them moving. All right, David, you're up.
4: Yeah, thanks
13: everybody. Uh I'm glad to be here. Um it's really nice to have a uh you know, meeting really early in the morning. Um but uh yeah, just uh just struggling with the idea that I don't have addiction, but then it hits me in the face like it's such, I'm I do have addiction. And, um, it really, you know, it doesn't, it's sneaky, it's very sneaky. Um, you know, and, uh, it's just like, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't hit me until I get emotional, I get stressed out, and I get, like, I, you know, I want to, then I want to go to the food if I get, fight with somebody or uh, a spouse or family member, and I get, I, I want to, like, start eating out in, in the chocolate or sugar, so I can just get, so, you know, and, but then, like, it's like,
3: it's like a hurricane, you know, you, you feel it, then
13: it's like, the eye of the hurricane, oh, I guess, you know, I don't have a, I guess I don't have an addiction i I can find, and, you know, I should be fine, and then, like, all of a sudden, the eye of the hurricane comes through, and as the hurricane, the, the, the back part comes there, and it's just like, uh, and you know, it's just like you come to terms with, the, you know, you, yeah, you have an addiction, and um, you know,
4: it's not. It's like, yeah, it's not. No, you know, you gotta. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it's really, really for me, but um. Yeah, I,
13: uh, I'm i just glad to be here, glad to hear everybody's voice, Um i you going know, to give it to my higher power, work his steps, and
4: it's um, moving. Anyway, thank you. I pass for that. Okay. Hey, David, give us your
0: last initial. I I didn't uh, get that said. Can you?
13: Yeah, that's uh, David M as in um, Mary.
0: And you're from? Florida. Florida. Thank you, David. All right, next up we have uh, Carmella, uh, I think Carmella G, and uh, she'll be followed by Nancy R. Carmella?
14: Good morning, Craig, and thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everyone, on the line. My name is Carmella G. and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. What I'm holding to on this paragraph is the last sentence. This process snuffed out the last flicker of conviction that I could do the job myself. I am a compulsive overeater. And for six decades, I denied it. And someone said to me, you are a compulsive overeater. And I jumped up and said, I am not. I can eat one treat every day. Because I did not want to admit that I was powerless. It took understanding the doctor's opinion and the fact that I have an allergy and an obsession. My mind is crazy. And the gift of this program and why these fellows were smiling because the outcome is joy. Joy. They were joyful to see another human being coming to the reality that they could not fulfill themselves completely. They needed a power greater. And I needed that power. And today, through the knowledge of these steps, I still have that obsessive mind. And the beautiful gift is I can take those thoughts and say, God, I don't like thinking like this.
6: Please
14: take it. And he does. And I can continue on this path joyfully. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
4: Okay, thank you very much, Pamela. Next up, we have Nancy R., uh, followed by Margaret D. Nancy? Nancy R., star one to unmute, please. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> uh, Nancy
12: R., compulsive overeater in New York, and I so appreciate your service, Craig, and I do love hearing your recovery. And um, being on this line every morning is a miracle. I do feel that it's a miracle to hear everybody's, Strength, experience, and hope. And I feel like I keep hearing the ability to snuff out the last flicker of conviction that I could do this job by myself. When I hear everybody's extraordinary, extraordinary experience and the hope that I hear, I've been around these rooms for a long time—30 years at least—and in and out, and with so many different sponsors. And I didn't get it until approximately two years, and then it took me some more time still, but I finally did hear the words of the big book. They spoke to me, and they spoke to me through the recovery and the hope and the joy that I heard from everyone, as I still hear on this line, which does feel like a wonderful renaissance that I've heard a mentor say, and um, in a way, and I do feel hope and gratefulness and thrilled and this is a gorgeous gorgeous paragraph as each one is so so educational and helpful and life changing and a spiritual life is what i am grateful for as i keep growing in spirituality through this program mm-hmm. And through the joy and help of everyone that I hear, and I'm grateful, I'm deeply grateful, and um, it's, it has taken me a long time to concede and to understand the mental twist and the allergy of the body. I hardly, We hardly went through the big book <laughs> with uh, former sponsors years and years ago, all different versions, all different ways of... Um, working uh, this program when I wasn't working it. (laughs) I would act as if I was working it. Um, Diet support with everyone and playing as if I had a sponsor, playing as if I was a sponsee. Now I am thrilled with the sponsor I have since last January of this year. (laughs) And um, grateful to do service on this line, deeply grateful. It just feels like the morning is is a blessed morning when I can hear everyone and connect with everyone and not be alone in this in this um, journey in this journey of um, living the 12 steps. So um, am I. I'm still talking, and I guess the time is not up. But I will say I'm grateful to speak with you, Craig, and everyone on this gorgeous vision for you. If I'm still being heard, which I guess I am, I'm Nancy R. New York. Grateful. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Good timing. All right. Next up, we have Margaret D. followed by Elizabeth D. Frank, would you
6: please repeat the paragraph?
0: Yeah, we're on page 42, the first paragraph. Two and members. You could
6: repeat it occasionally.
0: Yeah, I've been doing that. All right. Next up, we have Margaret D. followed by Elizabeth D. And we're down to the last 10 minutes or less, down to about eight minutes. So we've got four people on the queue. So uh, let's go. Margaret, star
4: one. Thanks, Craig.
7: Um, This is Margaret D. in Georgia, and I'm I'm humbled this morning listening and, and understanding more than I did before this morning. Um, So what really kicks me in the tail on this one, in this paragraph, is where he says, they grinned, which I didn't like so much. And for me, when I started coming into... um, Gosh, I don't even know how to say this. When I started listening to A Vision for You... It, I just felt like I was absolutely in that same boat of everybody in a vision for you was grinning at me, and what that meant to me was they they can call they can call my bluff on anything, and if I try and um, manipulate because r- remember at this time my you know self will is still running pretty rampant. And because they've had to deal with their own self-will, they are armed and they are ready to go. There's not one single proposition I can throw in front of them that they haven't had to deal with themselves. And because through the help of their higher power, they've been able to um, deal with it successfully. God has done for them what they couldn't do for themselves they know that that's what's going to happen to me if I will just shut up long enough to listen. And that was not my, that was not my way. I, you know, um, and I'm thinking back to where Bill talks about, um, or or where he had created that boomerang and it's referred back to um, even later on in his um, drinking career where he says that it was that combination of things was to boomerang back, you know, the combination of self-will and alcohol and the rest of it was to boomerang back and cut them to ribbons. Well, what my boomerang was that I created or, or I thought that I had, well, I guess what I had relied on was being able to survive in so many different areas that were really, um, they were pretty bad. They were pretty far from the norm, I guess you could say. Well, instead of looking at those things later on as here's an example of where God took care of me in this thing, and here's an example where God used that particular circumstance to really help me learn something about myself, or. You know, all the circumstances that I went through were for my own benefit. Instead of looking at it that way, which I've been taught in recovery, what I looked at, how I looked at it was, poor Margaret, you're such a victim. And there's a lot of ego strokes that you get from people going, oh, poor dear, whatever. And so when these people, um, and with this I'm going to wrap it up, um, I just think God is pretty awesome. What he does for us is just, despite our best intentions to thwart him, he still knows how to deal with us lovingly. And with that, I pass.
0: All right. Thanks, Margaret. Next up, we have Elizabeth D. followed by Annette. And then, Abby, if we have time, we have about four minutes and three people wanting to share. So um, let's go. Elizabeth? Good morning.
15: Good morning, everybody. Um, Elizabeth D. Recovered in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, This paragraph um, is kind of jarring for me this morning because of an experience I've had over the last week. Um, I've recovered, um, but I feel like I'm having this, I'm getting a gift of desperation as a result of Resting on my laurels. Um, last Monday, my sponsor, um, I had been meeting with my sponsor uh, four days a week with a daily assignment, and last week um, I finished and she, we started to meet once a week. I was in New York City with my granddaughter, and I, I went from getting up at four in the morning to take care of all of my business with my sponsor to slacking off to 5 in the morning and then 6 in the morning and by the end of last week um, I was saying well I'll get to my prayer and meditation a little later and this has led to uh, for the first time um, and this doesn't make any sense but it's led to me having the gift of desperation Um, I started to over the weekend obsessed about an item on my red light list um, and I, I actually got online and ordered it and um, all of a sudden um, I realized thanks be to God that uh, first of all I was only I thought I was only thinking about it and then I realized oh my God this is the obsession oh my God I am headed for a relapse Oh my God! It's because I have been slacking, resting on my laurels, and um, so this paragraph and all the other shares um, helped me see. I, I I never felt this terrified um, when I began the work. I've never felt this terrified in 21 years, but I got terrified this weekend when I realized how fast I will slip into. Um, an unfit state by not doing the simple requirements of this program to work 10, 11, and 12 every day. So I didn't, um, you know, this is out of my own experience. I have all of you grinning at me, you know. Um, I have heaps of evidence. I pray to God that um, I'm on track again and will stay that way because I know I can't do the job myself.
4: And with that, I'll pass.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, Nat, we've probably got uh, just about a, one minute. And, Abby, you're probably going to have to go to the second hour if you want to share. Uh, Annette, you're up.
16: Hey, Craig. This is actually uh, Monette M. here um, oh. in Owasso, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa. So, yeah, good morning, Craig.
0: Annette. Hi,
16: Always. and Sometimes. I just want to say, when I first walked into O Readers Anonymous here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a church on a Monday night, it was October 1996, and there was a woman up there telling her story of hope, and um, that woman is still in my life today. So there's been lots of recovery, and lots of relapses, and lots of, of journeys, and fully conceding to my innermost self, and coming to the proposition of, do I ask myself, Do I really think that I'm a compulsive lawyer? Am I really done this time? And like I said, I had to concede both propositions. So that's been a process. And, you know, I'm absent today for about a year and a half. And um, I love this meeting. I've been listening since May of of 2020. And um, I love what it says. It's not that the last flicker of conviction that I could do the job myself. Um the 12 steps have introduced me to the God of my understanding that I don't understand, that I go along with anyway, because I know that he loves me. And there's so many people, like even on this line today, um, on this call, that have been a part of my journey. So we really do make lifelong friends. And um, I'm just so grateful that I have fully conceded to minor myself and I'm a compulsive overeater. My life's unmanageable by me, and I must have a power greater than myself. And so the 12 steps have led me. That power that will help
4: solve all of my problems. And um, with that, I'll
0: pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Monette. Um, all right. Um, thanks for everyone who shared today. I, I don't have today's share ID. Um, maybe we'll get it in announcements. Um, the uh, uh, we'll now close with a reading from the big book. On page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Um, okay, I think that may be it. Coming in. Hold on. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, that wasn't it. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so, share ID. Uh, the
14: share ID is one nine six three eight.
0: One nine six three eight. Thank you very much. Okay, um, now we're going to have the reading from the Vision for You, and uh, will Lisa B please read? Thanks.
17: Yeah. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Page one sixty four. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.